WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD, your South Shore station. And this is kind of a treat for me. I actually came up to the studio today. So this is kind of fun. I got to meet I got to meet Jesse. We've been working together for like a couple months now. Haven't met him before. So I got to meet him. Kind of wandered around the station a little bit. Uh, he's probably less excited about me meeting him than he is. Well, he didn't get lost. So that's, oh, that's, it, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I was made, able to make it up and down the stairs all right. So it was all good. So, uh, but yeah, so this is, this is, this is good. And, uh, uh, Jesse's back from his big adventure chasing ghosts last weekend. We'll have to find out more about that. And, uh, but uh, it is a pretty exciting week in New England right now because this is Newport Motor Week. There's a, a big event going down in Newport. And with us on the phone is Wayne Carini. Wayne, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning, John Paul. It's uh, great to be here. And, of course, coming to you live from the Audrean Concours. Uh, it's a beautiful campus of the Breakers uh, mansion and it's just a, a great day because it's not raining yeah I, I, I was i gotta tell you i was a little bit worried about that you know looking at the weather for the past few days it was it was uh it wasn't looking so good but it was great to see that and uh you know one thing about cars is they they don't melt in the rain but a lot of people don't like getting them wet though yeah we were on the tour yesterday um i didn't take my car i'm showing a 27 hudson with a supercharger on the front and the carburetor stick right out there in the front of the car, and it would have drawn a lot of moisture into the engine through the carburetor, so I decided to park it. But but it was still a lot of participants on the tour yesterday. It was really a lot of fun. Um, and then today is the Concorde Alliance, and I'll tell you, we've got a show field. Uh, it's unbelievable, the great cars that are here and, and the great fans. It's rather windy and a little chilly, but, uh, you know, we're we're tough guys. Yeah, they, there you go. And one thing, yeah, I was talking to somebody from uh, General Motors this week, and we were just talking about car introductions and so forth. And you know, kind of where uh, traditional car shows, whether it's like uh, the Detroit Auto Show or the LA Show um, or the New York Auto Show, and they're really starting to lean towards more events like Pebble Beach. And, you know, we got talking about Newport, and they said, you know, they're looking at doing more introductions in those types of events than at traditional auto shows because they're they're actually getting more exposure and better exposure at those types of shows than they are at traditional auto shows. And, and you know, we were just at the Detroit uh, Concord a couple weeks ago, um, and there was, of course, the, uh, the Detroit Auto Show going on at the same time. But weeks before that, we were out the quail, and the quails to show up in California during uh, Monterey Week, and uh, there was 18 unveilings um, of different products and automobiles um, at the quail. So, um, and and today we're seeing here at the Audrain show, Cadillac is is uh, of course showing off the Lyric, which I got to drive in Detroit, and I think it's a wonderful car. Um, but they're, they've got probably 10 Lyrics here. And uh, and it's really great. And then, of course, we've got the representatives of the company. I mean, uh, I did a panel with Michael Simcoe uh, the other day. Michael's a great guy and, of course, the head of design at GM. And then 
And then Ed, Ed Welburn, the, the retired uh, head of design at GM. So we had uh, both ends of the spectrum there. And uh, it's, it's, Concours are the place to, to have car people, you know, come and see cars and see them for the first time uh, when they're unveiled. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and you, you and I were both at the New England Motor Press event years ago when Ed Welburn was there. And Craig Fitzgerald had a great line. He said, um, "More people, more people have walked on the moon than headed up the design center for General Motors." And Ed Welburn was one of those very few people that got to do that. You know, Ed's got a great story. How he went to the Detroit Autorama years ago. And he saw these new design cars, and he said to his parents, he says, I'm going to work for that company someday. He sent in a letter, a resume, and uh, went to the art, uh, art Design Center in California and got his education, and he got hired. <laughs> and uh, it, it, was, it was unbelievable to see he was, you know, he was designing cars for the, for the greats of General Motors, and uh, and of course headed the Corvette and a lot of the Cadillac projects, but uh, you know it's it's always great. Ed's a great friend of mine, and and I just cherish his friendship because he's such a brilliant man. And you and it's one of those events too that you know if people are, if people are watching it and people are people weren't able to get down to it, they're going to feel kind of at home if they watch Jay Leno's program because uh, Jay Leno typically is there, and of course Donald Osborne runs the Audrain Museum, right? Donald does, and Jay, we, the three of us did a panel the other day, and it's really fun to do a, a panel discussion with those guys. We pack the house, and um, because we know each other so well, we kid around with each other, so it makes it fun for the audience, and, and it's, but it's very informative, too. The subject was collecting cars in the future and what it's going to look like uh, with all the electric brands coming out and uh, new synthetic fuels. I mean, we're at a, at a point in the automobile world that things are changing rather quickly, but yet uh, I think for the better, uh, as long as they leave our gasoline-powered cars alone, we can deal with it. Yeah, but don't uh, try to take that uh, that V eight power and sound away from us. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you kind of look around and you look at look at all of it. And you mentioned synthetic fuels, and you know, there's companies like Honda working on synthetic fuels right now. And the idea that you can still have a V eight engine that runs on synthetic fuel is is pretty interesting. And you know, you mentioned you know collecting future classic sort of things. You know, what will you know will you know, will a, you know, I don't know, 2021 uh, uh, Kia Telluride ever be a collectible? Uh, well, maybe not, but I was, uh, it was kind of an interesting morning. I, where I live, the, the, the woman across the street from me has a, does an Airbnb, and I um, woke up this morning and there was four uh, Subaru uh, BRZs there, and uh, they, they were, uh, it, they were quiet, quiet group of people, but it was kind of interesting to see four of them, and maybe it was three in a Scion. But it, it, and the idea that could those be future collectibles? And on the way to the radio station today, I stopped and got coffee, and sure enough, the same four are there. So I'm like, "What's going?" So I went over and talked to one of them. I said, "What's going on?" And they said, "Oh, we do we do these tours, and we we actually called it the uh, uh, we called it the coast to coast." yeah, coast to coast tire roast is what they called it, and uh, <laughs> but but they were but uh, the last year they did I think they 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 went uh, I don't know something like 
15,000 miles. They went to 31 states, and they did it in a pretty record amount of time. And the idea that, you know, a car like that, the rear-wheel drive Subaru sports car, could become a future collectible, maybe it can. Well, excuse me, I I think that um, what it is is if you get a group of people together, that's what we're doing here. Everybody has similar likes and tastes, and we all get together and we enjoy each other's company, we enjoy each other's cars. It's very similar to that Subaru group. Um, they they like Subarus. They figured, let's get together, let's do something together and have a good time. And that's what it is. It's camaraderie. It's it's just about having fun. I mean, some people collect stamps, coins, and they go to conventions. Um, we like cars, and we go to these great locations, like we're here at the Breakers right now, and uh, just enjoying each other's company. We just we just went and had brunch together, you know, and hanging out, talking about hot rods and Duesenbergs all at the same time. So, uh, you know, true car people like every type of car. And, and I think you see that on my show, Chasing Classic Cars, that I like everything. As yep. long as it's got wheels and an engine in it, I'm in. Yeah, and it, it's sort of, in, I always tell a story that I was at a... Uh, it was it was a, it was a indoor kind of hot rod night kind of thing, world of wheels type of thing, and there were two very distinctive groups of people. There was a, a, on one side of the aisle, there was sort of the Camaro Trans Am hot rodder group, and on the other side of the aisle was sort of the Asian hot rodder group. So you know Honda Civics that probably made four hundred horsepower on you know two bottles of nitrous and turbochargers and at first, it looked like a scene from West Side Story. You thought a fight was going to break out between these two groups because one of them, one of them, was an older group of guys with a bunch of, you know, with their high school Camaros still, and the other were a younger group of uh, of uh, hot rodders that were, and it was mostly it was mostly Hondas. And all of a sudden, at one point, and you could feel like this weird tension in the air. And all of a sudden, at one point, one of the younger guys walked over and started asking questions about this. Camaro that happened to have a supercharger on it. And all of a sudden, you know, a couple of the guys from the Honda group got over to the Camaro group, a couple of the Camaro people got over to the Honda group, and all of a sudden they they found out they had a whole lot in common. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think cars bring people together. It sure does. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I was out at the Roadster show out in Pomona, um, and they have, uh, of course, the uh, the Roadster show where it's picked the mo- world's most beautiful Roadster. Um, and in one of the buildings, there was lowriders. And I just love lowriders, and I love the community of people that, that have lowriders. They're very family-connected. And I went over, and I've got my film crew with me, and they're all very, they're not talking. They're not saying anything. And finally I said, excuse me, could I just come behind the ropes and look at your, I just love these cars. And suddenly I was surrounded. I thought I was going to get beat up or something. (laughs) Well, they just, they, they embraced me as part of their group. And actually the very next day they asked me to be part of their group. I'm the only non-Hispanic in the Brown persuasion lowrider club Um, because they love my TV show. They, 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 they really appreciate what I do too, and I appreciate what they do, and we all get along great together. So, matter of fact, I, I really cherish that uh, that shirt I got from them. I'm the only non-Hispanic <laughs> member of the Brown Persuasion, <laughs> and it, it is. I mean, it is interesting. Let's and let's get you know your your TV show. Um, 
always always great to watch and it was but like a lot of you know you have to look at cars as a passion and you have to think about if you're going to buy a car it's going to be something you enjoy because if you're trying to buy a car just for an investment and Dave Brunell who everybody knows from Hemmings Motor News who passed away so many years ago always used to kind of steal from the financial guys that you know past performance doesn't it doesn't indicate, you know, future earnings sort of thing. But you, if you're thinking about buy, buying or getting into a classic car or a collector car, buy it because you like it, right? Well, you know, I always tell people that, listen, you know, they always say, well, what's this going to do in the future? What's this investment going to be? And I said, well, don't buy for an investment. Buy for your passion, your love of the automobile. I mean, if the world goes to zero tomorrow, everything is zero. You better love what's in your garage because you're stuck with it. And so buy something. Don't buy something because your uncle said it was the greatest thing or your cousin and you hate it, but they said it was, it was going to really become a great investment. That's painful. But if you buy what you love, you'll never regret it. Yeah, it really makes sense. And, and just the idea, and, and I'm sure you see some collector cars that, that, never get driven and i always feel bad when i when i see something that a beautiful car that you know maybe it's i i remember years ago being at some show and i'm making up who it was it was some member of the porsche family and i said to him you must be very proud to see so many of your cars in such beautiful condition here and he looks at me and says it makes me sad and i said why is that and he said all these cars showed up on trailers and only a few of them got driven here and our cars are designed to be driven and I always kind yeah. of thought I always kind of thought about that and said, you know, if you're going to buy something and you're going to put, you know, if you have a ton of money, great. But if you have, if you're a regular person and you're putting some of your savings into a car, you should you should get to be able to take it out and enjoy it, right? Well, and it's important to do that because if you don't, then you're going to have a, a bunch of bills to fix it. But if you drive a car on a regular basis, I mean, people always say, oh, that that Ferrari is a pain in the neck because every time I go to use it, it doesn't start. I said, well, when do you, how often do you use it? Oh, once every two years. Yeah. Well, then of course it's not going to start. The gasoline clogs the carburetors up. Everything gets messed up. And next thing you know, you got to take it to the dealer or take it to a private guy like me to get it running again. And then what you do, you run it for maybe a day or two and put it away for another two years and then complain again. You got to use these cars on a regular basis. You really do. And, and let's go, let's go back to uh, what's going on in Newport. Has anything be, besides the brand new Cadillac Lyric, which, um, uh, which is a phenomenal car, great, great uh suv good good really good battery range and new technology with the batteries which makes it pretty unique but what what's there that really kind of sparked your interest in in classic cars well in classic cars my gosh there's so many great bugattis um here today um duesenbergs and packards um uh, porsches i mean they've got a, a really great array of different types of cars that we've got a hot rod class with with custom hot rods a friend of mine just brought bought a, a ruby which is a, a hollywood hot rod built car which is fantastic um so there's lots of different cars for different tastes um i think i, I restored one of the bugattis um and that is there i'm so proud to see it here we showed it at pebble and and now here um for the client so these are great cars it's a little windy <laughs> you have to hang on to your hat today but it's well worth the visit and if if nobody's come here in the past please put it on your list for next year 
wonderful event, and the Audrain Museum and and uh, everything to do with Audrain is done at the highest class, uh, highest level. They've really put on a great show. Yeah, and I will I will admit that I have never been to the Audrain Museum, and it's on my list of things that I need to do because I've heard so many good things about it. Well, you're coming with me next year. You and Bugsy are going to have to come with me, and uh, we'll we'll have a great time. And you're speaking about the lyric. Um, I was totally shocked. I was in Detroit doing the Detroit Concord, and they had test drives in them. And, you know, I'm skeptical about these electric cars. Um, I drove that car, and it's spectacular. Um, 350-mile range. They're going to, in 2024, they're going to have a four-wheel drive version with a motor in the front. Now it's just rear-wheel drive. Um, but it doesn't, it, it acts like a Cadillac. It's, it's beautifully quiet inside. And when you put your foot down, normally in an electric car, you take off like a jackrabbit. Yep. This car takes off nice and smooth. Um, it's, it's, it's plenty fast, but it's not like neck snapping power from the start. And it's built like a Cadillac. And, and Ed Welburn uh, and, and, and Mike Simeon explained that to me the other day. We wanted it to be a little bit different, and it is. Yeah, and, and for $68,000, which may seem like a lot of money, but it's not. It's a spectacular car. Yeah, and and that's I think that's really you know when you kind of look at Cadillac and you know Cadillac for a while kind of struggled a little bit and there was some there was some thoughts uh, you know that Cadillac kind of lost its luster a little bit but I think Cadillac is really especially with some of their concepts now really looking to try to move and try to make Cadillac back as a standard uh, a standard of the world and I I think with cars like Lyric like you said which feels like a Cadillac and you know 70 grand's a lot of money but 70 grand you know the average SUV transaction price now is in the mid 50s so yeah yeah I mean so you look at that hey we're going to let you go cuz I know you got a lot of things to do before before we let you go um, tell us a little bit about your restoration business uh, you you've been you've been restoring cars for a long time so yeah my dad restored cars when i was growing up i went to college to become an architect and that fell through and i found out that it was an eight-year process to get your license to become an architect so i figured i didn't have that much time so i, I went back to work for my father got an art education degree and then went back to work for dad and uh, and then it took off from there been uh, in business myself since 1973 and uh, our shop is, uh, we have uh, 14 employees, and we do great work, and we've got, you know, a couple-year backlog, uh, and we, we enjoy what we do, and that's the key to the whole thing. I go to work every day. I, you know, people say, when are you going to retire? I said, never. I mean, I love what I do. Why should you retire, you know? Keep moving, and that's, that's why you, you uh, grow in age and, and you're healthy in age. So um, we're, we're doing some great stuff. We're, we just uh, came back from Pebble Beach where I won the Best Lincoln Award from Edsel Ford himself gave me the award. So um, that sort of sparks us. That puts fire in our bellies to go back and, and do more things. We've got uh, another car going to Pebble next year. We've got a Cadillac uh, Valkyrie that was uh, designed by Brooke Stevens, and it was mm. Brooke Stevens' personal car. That'll be going to Villa Dest in 2024. Um, so we've got big projects like that and medium-sized projects uh, all the time. So, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful business because we love our cars and we love our customers, and, and they become our friends, and that's the best, the best part of it all. There you go. Hey, Wayne, I want to thank you for taking time out of your Sunday morning. Go back and enjoy all the culture of Newport. It sounds like a fantastic event, and, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see you there next year.
Not maybe. You're coming. All right. All right. Good to All talk right. to you, John. Thanks, Paul. Wayne. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Wayne Carini, host of Chasing Classic Cars, and uh, you, you can still you can still find him. You can still find find the program. It, uh, he's he's one of those guys that you know we run into each other occasionally, and he is always good enough at the New England Motor Press Association when we do our awards. He's always our master of ceremonies, and he he's just he's such a good guy, and he's such a real guy when you talk to him. Uh, just uh, you know, and so knowledgeable about what he is, I, I can't imagine what that panel discussion was like with uh, Jay Leno, Donald Osborne, and Wayne Carini. Whew. And like like he said, they've known each other for a really long time, which makes it fun. Hey, we need to take a break. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 781-837-4900. And I'm glad that they actually have it written down here because um, I already forgot what the number is. So 781-837-4900. Give us a call. Talk to, talk to Jesse, and uh, we'll put you right on the air. We'll chat with you about your car, your car problems. Maybe you're thinking about buying a collector car. Um We'll find out. Give us a call, 781-837-4900. You're listening to the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD. WATD, easy for me to say. We'll be right back. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and car rentals, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com slash join. Plymouth Rock wants to talk to you. Seeing the rock is not the most boring field trip ever. Its feelings are hurt when it hears people say, this is it. This amazing rock has been listening to people's thoughts since the beginning of civilization. It's a 600 million year old glacier that migrated to Plymouth Bay. Today, it's your turn to talk to the rock. Visit Plymouth Rock and take a video and send it to cplymouth.com. You could win some cash. Want to know more? Go to cplymouth.com and click on Talk to the Rock. Funded in part by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the Car Doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD. Our phone number is 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. And again, thanks to Wayne Carini for taking a little time out of his Sunday morning and joining us uh, uh, always great to hear from him, and every time I see him, he always says to me, um, hey, anytime you want me on your show, just let me know. Right now, let's talk to Paul from Somerville. Paul, good morning. Good morning, John. Uh, how you doing? Um, I'm, I'm impressed with the uh, signal strength from your new station. I just drove from Dorchester to Medford, and uh signal is very strong. Well, good, good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So yeah. everything's everything's okay with you? Everything's good, but, yeah. um, uh, and I hope everything works out in Florida, but that's not my question. Um, I, my wife was always complaining about my 2018 Ford Explorer's ride, that it's, um, it doesn't handle the bumps well. I really don't notice it, but I, if the, you know, the cars get 60,000 miles on it. Do you think it, uh, if I did anything with the shocks or struts, if I put something different on than the original, equipment that it might make a difference probably not if she's been if she's been complaining about it since day one probably not a whole lot of anything going on and if you were going to do if you're going to do struts um 
it and your your car is not really that old. So the idea that there's that type of wear and tear. I mean, if you said it was you know a twenty thirteen or fourteen, then I'd say yeah, do the struts. But when you do them, do them with the the whole spring assembly all together. Sometimes called a quick strut. And that will restore the ride because, you know, over time the suspension sags a little bit. That's what gives it a harder ride. Chances are it's just kind of a combination of the year, the suspension components in the car. Probably not much you're going to do to improve the ride quality. It's, um, you know, a pretty, pretty, big, pretty big wheel and tire setup on there. And that's what, that's what affects the ride as much as almost anything. So probably not a lot you're going to do. Yeah, well, I just put new tires on it yesterday, but yep. um, I mean, I really don't notice it, but I, I, I do know the difference between this car and riding in her sedan, so well, and, and, I didn't know whether Yeah, I'm... and your, your Explorer still, when you look at it, no matter how you look at it, it's still kind of a truck. So uh, because of that, it's got that a little bit heavier ride, a little heavier suspension, and chances are if you put four people in it, the ride smooths out and gets a little bit more comfortable because that extra weight settles it down a little bit. But um, but it's more just a it's more just a a function of the design of the vehicle. And again, I don't think there would be a whole lot you'd do if you if you did replace struts and shocks and springs. And you might notice maybe a smidge bit of difference, but not enough for the amount of money you'd spend. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was kind of my thought, but I. Thought I'd ask, ask yeah. the expert. Yeah. Well, uh, Paul, you, Paul, I appreciate it. All right, John. Well, uh, you have a, uh, a wonderful day, and uh, again, I, I hope every uh, everything is good in Florida for you. All right, thanks, Paul. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Our phone number is seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. And uh, Paul is a friend of mine on Facebook, and he mentioned he mentioned it to me. Um, it's um, if you've been a if you've been a friend of the show for a long time, you know about five years ago, I bought an old mobile home in Florida, in Englewood, Florida, and um, I bought it just before Hurricane Irma hit, and it did pretty well. It there was a little piece of trim. Well, it didn't do so well this time, and uh, that area of Florida, if you were a watcher of the Weather Channel. The Weather Channel spent a lot of time in Englewood, Florida, because that's where the part of the storm came in, and things got pretty ugly down there. And there is no water. There's no electricity. Um, the uh, I had a little storage shed behind the back of the house that had completely blown apart. That's where my barbecue grill was stored, and a couple of propane tanks were back there. Apparently, someone has already stolen the propane tanks, Um because there's no place to get propane right now. There's no place to get gasoline right now. And uh, I guess people saw them there and grabbed them and took them. And and if it was uh, people that uh, are part of the community that took them to try to, you know, we have a little community center. If it was to, you know, keep the keep the uh, barbecue grills going so people could cook some food, that's great. But if they're just thieves... But uh, there's nothing worse than people that just steal from other people. But if they were if they're borrowing them because they were borrowing them, that's that's great. But uh, the idea that someone would walk away with them is just not nice. And somebody some and I know they were there because someone took a picture of the damage to the house, and you could see the barbecue grill was laying on its side, and the two propane tanks were there. And somebody just took a picture this morning, and uh, no propane tanks. So 
Maybe they kindly moved them to a safer location. Uh, no, that wasn't it, apparently. So, no, I yeah, don't. Yeah, so, and again, if there's somebody who's just, um, you know, just trying to do the right thing and they're trying to trying to uh, help people, that's fine. But the idea that you stole my propane tanks isn't 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 a good thing to do. So, anyway, the uh, the house is. Uh, we don't really know. We have seen some pictures of them, uh, and uh, the roof is missing. Uh, but there's a there's kind of a roof under the roof, so maybe it's watertight. We don't really know, but there's no point in actually trying to go down there until there's power and water on, and there's no water and there's no electricity yet. Uh, some of the uh, I have I have our Volkswagen down there. We have a we have a, a black Volkswagen convertible. That uh, the way the house was set up, there's sort of two carports, one on each side. Uh, the Volkswagen the convertible is uh, that's Joanne's car was under that carport with a car cover on it. That carport's complete. That side of the carport is completely missing. And the car's still there, but it looks like it suffered some damage probably when the roof came off. Um, and on the other side of the carport is where I I purchased a little little tiny 15-foot boat last year, and that's where I tuck my boat in. And um, it is uh, uh, that carport's still there, and I guess the boat looks okay, uh, but I have... I have no, I, but uh, the inside of the house, I have, I have no clue about yet. And I mean, the good thing is, compared to other people, um, you know, I was fortunate enough where we sold our little house in Abington last year. We, our plan was to sort of retire and live in uh, our little tiny, and it is a tiny cottage on Cape Cod, and live on the Cape half of the year and live in Florida the other half of the year. At least we have a house on Cape Cod to live in. Uh, as opposed to some of my neighbors down there that this they've retired this was their year round home and their homes some of their homes are completely gone the poor woman across the street from me her house is completely gone um one of my other neighbors was heading heading down from Maine yesterday. He was driving from Maine uh, down to Florida. He wanted to check out his house and try to secure what he has while he's down there. Uh, we have other neighbors from New York and Michigan that were kind of waiting for the power to come back on before they headed down there. So um, you know we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. And I guess if the only bad thing that's happened to my house is somebody stole my propane tanks. I guess there's worse things, uh, but hopefully uh, hopefully that was it. And, again, hopefully they, they did it for the right reason. So if you want to give us a call, our phone number is 781-837-4900. Enough of me, you know, my little whatever's going on with me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, some of the some of the news today, uh, Ram is phasing out the 1500 Eco Diesel, and I really kind of like that. It was a light duty light duty pickup, the half ton pickup. It had the it had the Eco Diesel in it, but Ram is phasing out the 1500 Eco Boost uh, or Eco Diesel. I can't call it Eco Boost. Eco Diesel uh, pickup sometime in January. The Eco Diesel powered uh, model was released in 2014, but it became a source of uh, some legal trouble for Fiat Chrysler uh, when it was discovered that the uh, the, de- the defeat devices were being used in it to kind of cheat the emission systems a little bit back then. That was sort of when Volkswagen was doing the same thing. Uh, 
FCA US, which is a subsidiary of Stellantis, pleaded guilty in federal court, paying more than uh, $300 million in criminal penalties to resolve the uh, investigation. The affected vehicles were equipped with the company's second-generation eco-diesel engines uh, spanning from 2014 to 2016. The automaker attempted uh, to move past the uh, controversy with its third-generation 2020 model. That's the last one that I drove, and I really I really liked it. And you could also get it in the Rebel trim, which was just a kind of fancier version. The 2023 uh, Ram 1500 Eco Diesel is available in crew cab, 4x4 models. It can be ordered now. The Eco Diesel is available in the Tradesman, Bighorn, Lone Star, Laramie Limited, uh, um, Longhorn models. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll have to see where it goes. And um, Honda, who you think, you know, does things slowly, they're actually doing some stuff with the Pilot, the Honda Pilot. Uh, The fourth generation Pilot is a about ready to be released. Apparently, uh, the uh, sometime late this fall, Honda's uh, has dropped the uh, some photos of it to see what it looks like. It looks like they're trying to combine the pilot and um, I don't know. It looks like they're trying to make it a little more off-road type vehicle, um, which kind of sounds like it's going to compete with its own with its own vehicle the passport the 2023 pilot ditches the mid-sized crossover jelly bean silhouette in favor of a bolder profile this is from automotive news uh more aligned with the five seat passport mid-sized crossover i really like the passport i thought they did a nice job with that um because in most mid-sized cars you put a you put a third row seat in it doesn't really do you a whole lot of good it's just it's just there uh honda introduced the trail sport uh, which was aimed at buyers who want uh, equal parts commuter and adventure. Maybe it did that. But, uh, again, you know, Honda Honda Pilot, hard to go wrong with them. You talk to people that, that have Honda Pilots, and they go, they drive them 300,000 miles with just a little bit of... Uh, a little bit a little bit of work, a little bit of tender loving care, so that makes it work for them. Um, it is... Uh, it's one of it's one of those times a year too that you need to think about doing a little bit of preventative maintenance with your car and also check to see that you have any recalls with your car. You can go on the National um Highway National NHTSA. So, um go on their website and you can find out if your car has been recalled. In fact, you can put your actual vehicle identification number, the VIN number in and rather than just say you know, you you see a newspaper article that says these cars were recalled. It'll tell you whether your specific car has been recalled. And a lot of recalls never get done, and they should be done. They're free. They're free forever. Uh, but you should you should go get it done because in some cases they can be dangerous. My own car, which is a 2018 Hyundai Santa Fe Sport, uh, got a recall. And it was a recall that has affected quite a few Hyundai and Kia owners and what it was, it had to do with the anti-lock brake um, wiring. And the anti-lock brake system is um, the power supply going to it apparently could short out. And it could short out and cause fire, even though the car wasn't running or the key wasn't on. So I went to um, the Hyundai dealership down in Plymouth and went in there, made an appointment, I got there about 20 minutes early. They said, uh, oh, this shouldn't take too long to do. And I 
decided to go for a little walk. I walked through. I have I haven't been to Cordage Park in years, and I walked through Cordage Park, which is all pretty much now a college, with one or two restaurants in there. So I kind of wandered around in there for a little while. Nobody threw me out, and then uh, I I walked in the other direction and found a great little coffee shop bakery, and uh, had a nice. Had a nice grilled muffin and some coffee while I was there. And right in the middle of eating my muffin, I got a call from the dealership. Your car's all set. And I came down, picked it up. Recalls are all done. No extra recalls. They checked for other recalls just in case I missed one. And all set. So good to go. Our phone number again is 781-837-4900. Phone lines are open if you want to join us. 781-837-4900. Why don't we take another break? Pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. You're listening on 95.9 WATD. We'll be right back. Don't miss the Just Steph show every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for fun guests and tips on living your best life every day. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tomorrow night from 8 to 10 on 95.9 WATD. I am Marco, and I am always been full of life, full of energy, and always on the go. At the age of 21, I was diagnosed with kidney disease. My life was saved by an organ donor. Receiving a life-saving organ put my life back into play, and I was able to move forward and make my dreams come true. Anyone can sign up to be an organ donor, whether you're 16 or 96. Be a hero. Be an organ donor. Register today. Register at registerme.org. Sponsored by New England Donor Services. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-7 roadside assistance which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and car rentals, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com slash join. Plymouth County is a large area stretching from just south of Boston down to the Cape Cod Canal. I'm Alex Bazanson. Join me and my guests for countywide coverage, everything from the Mayflower Landing to the most recent town meetings, how national news affects us locally, and how things that happen in Plymouth County affect the rest of the South Shore. Tune in for All About Plymouth County, Tuesday nights at 7, here on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program and 95.9 WATD. Our phone number is 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900 is how you get through and the phone lines are open. Uh, wake Jesse up. Give us a call. He's he's just kind of hanging out in the studio. So uh, you, can, you can let you know. He can get you right on the air and we can talk about... You know what's on your mind, whether it's electric cars. We did we did something at work today. You heard the AAA commercial, and yes, I still work, still work at AAA. I don't work as much, um, although I think I do sometimes, which is kind of the sad part. Um, I don't get paid as I don't get paid the same. But uh, we did a we called it our electric vehicle power hour, and we kind of tried to, and it was for employees. We had about two hundred employees on. Uh, this webinar thing, and we talked about electric vehicles, how they charge, where they charge, where people can use them, how they can use them. I was there just basically to answer questions for people, which was which was uh, we had uh, we had uh, my boss who was uh, who who owns a Tesla Model Three, his boss which owns another Tesla, 
Um, and we had we had uh, one of our one of our uh, co-workers. She's very interested in buying a buying an electric car at some point. She's not quite ready yet. So we had we had a lot of stuff going on. Our phone number again: seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. Let's talk to Joe in Marshfield. Joe, good morning. Good morning, Jim. Um, I'm calling because uh, I have a, a Suburban uh, 2015. Um, uh, turn, turn, turn your radio down, Joe. We're getting some interference here. I turned it right off. How's that? All right. Much better. So you have a what kind of car again? It's a Suburban. Suburban. 2013-1500. Yep. Okay. LT. Yeah. It had a uh, recall on it for airbag. All right. Was brought back in, was brought in for the airbag, which they did. And then a little while later, never noticed it when the one took the car back. The dashboard is cracked. Oh. Up in where the panel area is, where they would go in to do that uh, work. Uh, have you heard? Any complaints in that area? Not, not really. But it's um, was it the driver's side or the passenger side or both? Do you know for the airbag uh, recall? The passenger side airbag. Yeah, and is that where the crack is? Yes. Yeah. Now it might it it might have been I suppose when they when they took it apart maybe it you know because you know it, it is it's you know one of those things that. You know the the dash is sitting sitting in the sun so much it gets a little crispy up there and it may you know maybe but it wasn't it wasn't cracked it didn't crack right away it cracked a little bit later. No, it, there was no crack when it went in. I was certain of that. Yeah, it just got done polishing things up. Oh, okay, yeah. You you sound you sound you sound like me, Joe. When I when I before I bring my car anywhere, I always uh, and this was from being a an old time mechanic. I always kind of felt that people took, you know, that people who took care of their cars, you tended to take better care of them. So I always bring my car in when I do. It's always clean, vacuumed. You know, kind of you know, look under the hood, make sure everything's nice and clean. You know, no uh, nothing nothing there that's. Uh, that's, you know, I just wanted to. I want people to just kind of like like to be able to take care of it. So, um, but I would I would go back to them and say, hey, look, you know, I, I brought the car in. The the dash wasn't cracked. I got it back, and the dash was cracked. What can we do about it? Yeah, because the, the vehicle has always been cracked. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, it 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 could. I also had a uh, two thousand seven suburban, and the same thing happened to him. On the same type of recall, and but again, it, it's such a, a fine line uh, break. You really don't notice it till you get up there and start to do your your, your maintenance, your cleaning. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds to me like you know, like maybe maybe that was you know certainly that that was it. Um, it. Um, you know when when you you know when you have to take you know when you have to take that passenger side airbag off and and that that car has that car has more airbags in it. I think that thing has like seven airbags in it. But yeah, there's where the airbag sits on top there because yours is a top loader airbag. Yours kind of comes out and bounces up against the windshield when it comes off. Is it that square panel or is it in front of the square panel? 
a little square panel. It's probably about 13, 14 inches long by yep. about 9 inches in width. And it's on the passenger side right on top. And I'm assuming that that's what they lift out. That's right. In order to have access to the airbag. Yep. Yeah, it it's and actually that's actually held Yeah, that's actually held in with a bunch of clips. Yeah, that's held in with a bunch of clips. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean I would I would go back I would go back to them. Chances are when they tried to when they tried to uh get to the get to the airbag system, um you know, it it's uh, and, you know, how you're supposed to you know, pull that module out, you're supposed to use like a um like a plastic trim tool, like kind of a plastic spatula, and you're supposed to kind of gently, gently work again. it in there, and uh, and kind of kind of pry it out of the way. It sounds like sounds like we lost Joe. So uh, our phone number again seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. Let's talk to our buddy Paul in Braintree. Paul, Hi, John. Ho- I hope things are working out well for you in, well, in Florida. Well, I was watching. Yeah, they're uh, they're not yet, but you know, hopefully we'll be able to. We want to get down there once the water and power's on to really assess the damage. And you know, it, and this is just this is just a warning to uh, to people who are, who are ever thinking about um, buying a buying an old mobile home in Florida. And I found out after I bought it, um, you can't insure an old mobile home in Florida. So so I have I have no insurance on my house that the roof blew off of. So. Um, and and I'm I sure it's hard to buy insurance for any home. In yeah, Florida. yeah. In fact, um, uh, in fact, they just uh, they just changed the rules this week, and it said that no insurance company is allowed to leave Florida now for like ninety days because there was uh, about two weeks ago, I think two insurance companies bailed out of Florida. So it was you know, and what they were saying, you know, even even they were saying they were canceling people's insurance on regular homes if the roofs were more than five years old. So, um, yeah, it's a little hard all the way around. So, um, And the other thing I heard, some woman uh, was not informed that where she apparently lived was sort of like in a floodplain, and there was no Florida regulation that said that uh, that had to be disclosed to a new buyer. So it's a lot of, a lot of changes have to happen, mm-hmm. I guess, in Florida. I guess yeah. it's so flat that... Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, a, friend, a, a friend of mine. Yeah, I'm safe. A friend of mine lives in the east coast of Florida, and I said to him, "How'd you make out thinking it wasn't so bad over there?" He lives on a canal, I guess, and um, he said there's two feet of water outside his house at his house. And he has two inches of water continually inside the house. He has two pumps running with two inch hoses on them, and he can't keep up with the water trying to come into the house. So it's oh. not it's not it's not pretty in Florida, I guess. No matter where you are, so yeah. I, even I thought Ep- Epcot had closed, I guess. So that that's an indication that something's yeah wrong. yeah. So yep. Ah uh, well. Um, glad you have the home in the Cape. <laughs> I mean, like like I said, it could be a whole lot worse. At least I have a place to live, even as small as it is. And if you hear about a if you hear about a a, a murder in uh, in a dentist port, it could be my wife killed me. <laughs> hey, well, I'm just going to leave it here. Uh, you probably know why. I really like your your uh, newspaper column that you put on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, the, oh, the one that somebody, the one that somebody, yeah, commented about, yeah, yeah. I just thought 
Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought I thought it was a little I thought it was a little weird too because and and I, I you know, whenever and I and I think I did it this maybe this morning, maybe I didn't yet, um, because I use I I do Twitter and Facebook a little bit, but um, there's a newspaper in uh, in Western New York called uh, the Daily Freeman, and they don't carry my column all the time. They carry it every few weeks, but uh, the last couple of weeks they've been ca- carrying a row. And I kind of mentioned, you know, as you know, say, you know, you know, check out this and the Providence Journal column. Uh, it's kind of funny. Providence Journal, my column is behind a paywall, so you have to you're supposed to pay to be able to see it. But uh, a lot of times, and I didn't check this morning yet, but Yahoo News doesn't put it behind a paywall they just steal it from the journal i have no idea how that works so uh but it's uh you know and and i and i repost it so people can look people can find it so um you know i I, and the idea that somebody says why would you do this uh i found i found sort of weird but uh well yeah my comments were probably over the top (laughs) in responding to them but that's not unusual um I just thought that. Yeah, uh, no, I thought I thought why, I, why politics had to enter into I, his response was something beyond. Yeah, me, but. yeah, I, I I don't know either, but uh, but uh, I appreciate all the people who came out to my defense. So, oh, good. <laughs> uh, I really, I, I reason, I, I did have well, reason to call him while I'm waiting here. Something called classic old cars popped up on my Facebook page, and it's a beautiful '54 Chevrolet 210 handyman station wagon in turquoise and and cream in front of me really nice yeah i i there you know some of some of the cars from the 50s are they they just they just seem to do them just right and you know and you know you know wayne was talking about you know the whole idea of future collectibles panel and i know he's probably you know he's 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 in the ferrari lamborghini future collectibles but you know i you know something like that 54 chevy is is a beautiful car and a collectible as opposed to, you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to see a Prius that's going to be a collectible somehow. Uh, no, I yeah. do not think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm beginning in the market looking for tires for my car, and I'm just told I really don't need them for the front, which is good. Um, Front-wheel drive, I suppose. Yep. And I went to two places, uh, both very nice, solid yep. tire and town, town fair tire. Um my replacement tires are from Sullivan Tire, so I think I'd rather stay with them. And they su- suggested, uh, I guess it's the same same tire called uh, Atrezzo, A-T-R-E-Z-Z-O-S-H-406. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it means. Anyway, and Solaris was what Town Fair uh, suggested. Do you know anything about either one of those tires? Uh, I, I I thought for some reason the Solaris tires might have been a Chinese tire, but I could be wrong. I think they are. Yeah, I think they. I, I think they are. Yeah. yeah, I might pass on those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I'm in the uh, Sullivan's. You know, right on yeah. the computer. Yeah. And, uh, it's consistent that I would have the same tires on the back. Yeah, uh, it's always it's, a it's, lot of miles on. I, yeah. I'm not going to put a million yeah. on. Yeah, so. it's it's always good. It's always good to try to match tread design the best you can. So, I would go yeah. with that. And very nice service on both 
Yep. I can't say that. Yep. No, uh, no, they're they're, they're both they're both good co- they're both good companies and and like all companies it depends who's you know who's 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 working. I've had I've had people tell me they've had very good experiences at Town Fair. I just kind of have a soft spot for Sullivan Tire only only because so many years ago now, I don't know, f- almost 40 years ago, I worked there for a few years, yeah. and and the Sullivan family was just always a great family to work with, whether it was the old man, old Bob Sullivan, who started the company in 1955, or his wow. his son Bob, or, or or Paul Sullivan, who you still see on the commercials. Um, and and it's kind of interesting that I still see some of the some of the original, you know, some of the employees that are still that were that worked with me that long ago still work there, and that's always that always tells you it's a good time. So, hey, well, one hey, final point, and I'll really let you go. Okay, uh, in Quincy, where I grew yep. up. Um, the Egan family, I guess, is retiring. They've they owned Egan Sunoco on Adam Street for oh yeah, when yeah. their father started yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I think both Greg and, and uh, uh, Brian, his brother, have retired. They have uh, Tower Automotive, but the chief mechanic is taking it over. Uh, Derek, so I think it will be as I, run as well. But you know, I I, I was like. It's tough to see him go, but I always like it when there's some legacy there where somebody who you know works there is able to take over the business. That always makes me feel good. So, yeah. hey, hey, Paul, well, t- continue t- t- good success. Yeah. Hey, Paul, thanks a lot. Uh, we we want to move on to Tom and Weymouth. Sure. Bye. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Let's go to uh, Tom and Weymouth. I think. About uh, hey, 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 Tom. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me, John? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Like, like you're right in the same room with me. Okay, great. Yeah, sorry to hear about you down in Florida because the night that when that storm came in, I was thinking about you because I'm like, John just bought that trailer, and all these years, you know, yeah. and then he gets hit with that massive hurricane and right, you know, on your door. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and you, and I have, um, you know, I have a couple of uh, like web camera kind of things you know so i could keep an eye on it and you know it was pretty stormy pretty windy and then all of a sudden right around two o'clock in the afternoon the power went out and i'm like "Uh uh-oh and then uh and then Mm. you know then (laughs) i was going to email you you know and but i didn't know what i said i think i just better leave you alone (laughs) (laughs) well it's 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 one of those things that you you know, you kind of look at and you you hope for the best, and and like yeah. I said, as as bad as it is, and I don't know how bad it is really, but as bad yeah. as it is, hopefully, um, you know, it it's it's salvageable, and I can go down there and try to get it as good as I can, or get it livable at least. And uh, the other part of right. it is that you know I still got a place to live, which is not the case for everybody right now. So no, that's um, right. It could yeah. be worse. Yeah. And just just on another subject, that car show today, I. Uh, I wanted to go there, but I, haven't been, I was just feeling lousy today. And that cold wind, I said, I can't take it. Because I finally bought an old car. Oh, did you? That, that I've been wanting for a long time. And I got my nephew to go in with me. And that's good, because he's younger. Yeah. You know, and he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we finally... So I what'd you buy? Bought, so what'd you buy? I bought a 70 GTO Judge. Wow. Yeah. What color? What color? It's uh, red. Red, yeah. So, I mean, the, it, the the hot colors were red and orange, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's not, you know, it it, it needs body work. Yeah. It needs lower yeah. body work. Yeah. A lot of it. So, but the undercarriage uh, was totally done over. Wow. Totally. Good. New frame. And I got to talk to the guy who did it in Florida. Well, Palm, uh, Palm Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting. I really wanted to go to the show. Yeah. Show today. 
you know, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, so, yeah. No, so. it's it it is like uh, like Wayne said, it is really windy down there. So, and, and yeah. you know, I was there uh, before the pandemic. So what was that twenty nineteen? I guess. And I was mm-hmm. I did I remember doing my program on Saturday morning from their cars and coffee out at the out at Fort Adams, and it was. It was windy and cold then. At least the sun was out, and I don't think there's I don't think there's a lot of sun. But uh, but great event, and you know, like Wayne said, I'm coming with them next year, no matter what. So I'll be looking forward to that. So is there any way I could send you a picture of it? I, I only like text them. I don't know how to do it on the computer. Yeah, well, just uh, yeah, um, yeah, it, it is. Uh, if you, you email yeah, it. my my e- my email is. Uh, uh, I have your email. Oh, you do. Okay. I know, well, I know the John well, Paul. Yeah. Well, at the bottom of my email is my cell phone number. So just uh, oh, okay. yeah, just I'll uh, do that. yeah, so just you, send yeah. just send it to me. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great. All right. I'll let you go. All right. You're going. All right, John. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Good luck, Tom. Thanks. Hey, I think we're about out of time. J- Jesse, are we out of time? That yeah. music means we're out of time, and we didn't even get to talk about your trip down to. Uh, down to Block Island. Yeah, we'll look at, look at look at the scary stuff. Hey, we got to go. Uh, that music means the program's over. So until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down or move over. It saves lives. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye. <laughs>